this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so honored and glad you guys are with me today. I really am. We've had a busy week this week here at the Ministry of Identity Network, and it's been just booming with people with inquisitive questions and just created a new uh, t- a teaching set the other day, writing my new book. I'm just having a busy week this week, and I am hoping you're doing the same thing, busy with productivity. So I'm excited you guys decided to join with me today, and I think it's going to be a great day and a great year for us here in 2022, is it not? So I want to talk to you guys about something today that I believe is going to be important really for every single one of us. You know, every one of us in our lives find ourselves at a place where we've gone through situations, maybe um, abusive relationships or abusive conversations we've had with people or just toxic people in general that just tend to drain us or hurt us or, you know, stab us in the back or just pretty much, you know, not even realizing, you know, sort of living in that place where they're aggressively but yet being nice on the outside with it, just putting us down all the time. So I wanted to take some time today to talk to you guys about this situation, you know, about, and we're going to call this podcast Walking away from abusive people. Walking away from abusive people. First of all, let me say this to you. Is it healthy that we walk away from abusive people? Absolutely. Is it important that we do? Absolutely. Now, one of the things we will look at in Scripture is this, is we never really hear Jesus say, hey, walk away from the problem, walk away from a situation, walk away from this issue uh, in, you know, to, in order to heal yourself and find yourself at a place where you get back in a place of healthiness. Well, even though we might not see it in that manner, of Jesus saying those type of words because I was challenged on my Facebook the other day of someone, you know, just asking me, well, Jesus never really said to walk away. Jesus never said this and this and this. And I wanted to share real quick, actually, the, uh, the phrase that I believe is important for us to hear. Because one of the phrases that someone challenged me on was it said, in order to heal, you must stay away from what broke you. In order to heal, you must stay away from what broke you. Now, we all can say amen to that, right? But every once in a while, you get that one person out there who might say, well, do we really walk away from people or or things or situations? Absolutely, we do. So let's talk about this for a moment. So we hear Jesus say something very, very important, and that is this. He says to the woman, go and sin no more. He says to someone else, your faith has made you whole. Absolutely, these are very powerful scriptures that indeed that we need to to obey and understand what he's talking about. But I want to focus on the first one more than anything today, and that is go and sin no more. Now, when we look into the original language of going and sin no more, because a lot of times we look and we say, oh, but he didn't mean to do this. She didn't mean to do this. You know, it's been like the fifth time or, you know, the past two years she's done it several times or, you know, he said he won't do it again. Well, well that's true. We do, we do tend to understand that some Sometimes, you know, we're all, none of us are perfect, and sometimes we make mistakes, and sometimes we go through things in life where we look and we say, what do we do with the situation? You know, how do we approach this? Because, well, you know, we, you know, we forgive 70 times 7, which we do. We definitely do. And anyone that knows me knows I'm a big grace person, very big person with sloppy agape and love, as I call it, because I love people regardless. But 
There are situations in life when we do have toxicity around us and through situations, through circumstances, through even people. And through these, we have to begin to really navigate through this personal relationship with them or this personal situation to see what is required of me to do. So let's look at Jesus for a moment. We hear Jesus say, go and sin no more. A very powerful statement, go and sin no more. Now, within the original language of the word go, it tells us something very interesting, okay? It tells us some words that many of you might look at and say, well, how on earth does that even make sense? You're going to find out in a minute. One of the words for, for go is to become, to become. Now, we might look and say, but if I say, go get the mail, what, how does that have to do with me becoming something, right? What does it mean? I, I'm, I'm not becoming anything if I, if I go get the mail, right? Or if I go pick up the dog at the vet? Or if I, hey, get out of my face. <laughs> you know, go, get out of my face. How am I becoming something? So let's put these pieces together for a moment. Another word for the word go, another definition I should say, is to repair and to heal. Think about it, go. Repair and to heal. Okay, so if I go, does that mean I'm going to heal and repair myself? Another one for the word go is also one that I like because it tells a story. It tells a really good story. And he says this. He says, you know, go and becoming something different. Repair from this issue. That's what it's saying. By becoming something new. So if we see that, here's what it's saying to you and me. Is it says, when Jesus said, go and sin no more, whether it's the person, whether it's the sin issue, whether it is a problem of a circumstance that tends to keep you bound. And when I think of sin, I think of falling short of the glory of God. A lot of people say, you know, oh, sin, you know, it is so horrible. Well, sin is bad. <laughs> we all know that. However, we have to look from a biblical point of view what sin really is. Sin is nothing more than missing the mark of the high call. It, it's basically... That thing where we've fallen from the glory. We fall, you know, uh, we fail from the glory. In other words, our highest potential is not revealed at the moment. We're not showing it. We're not displaying our highest potential. We're not moving into the higher version of ourselves. In other words, being all that we can be. When you become all that you need to be, to be in this world, guess what? You rise above situations. You don't let little things, small things hurt you. You don't let people get to you. You don't let these things begin to happen to you because you realize that moment that when this begins to happen in your life as far as you know these things happening to you you realize that these circumstances or these problems with these people they're actually becoming of you in other words you are becoming of something at that moment of what they're saying to you think about that so whether it's verbal abuse physical abuse mental abuse, backstabbing, lying against you, lying to you. All these things actually are pushing you as they go towards you, go in you. They're actually pushing you into becoming something that maybe you didn't want to become. So to put up with things, man, we have to begin to look at this and say, is this really right or healthy for me to be, you know, to be around this toxicity? And then some people say, well, I'm tough enough. I'm strong enough. I can put up with it. The truth is you can't. Because what happens is you become something. The power of life and death is in the tongue. You become something that you really did not want to become, intentionally born to become, but you're becoming of something. But why? Because the person's words are going towards you. They're going towards you. So when we look at situations in our lives, here's what we have to understand. What did Jesus really mean when he said, go and sin no more? He means this. If the word go means to become and to repair and to heal, 
then here's what he's saying to us. Is he saying, you've got to go because you are going to become something. You're going to find the purpose and the potential of who you were when you go away from this sin issue, when you leave the limitational area. Sin is nothing more than limitation. It's falling short of the glory of God, not, not being the ultimate best that God's created you to be in this world. So you're literally becoming or awakening back up into becoming something else because you're coming out of sin. You're coming out of limitation. You're coming out of a circumstance. You're coming out of a, out of a, a situation. You're coming out of toxicity. You're coming out from among the, you know, toxic people, the abusive people. And so he's saying, go in order for you to become. Now, another word also is that word repair and heal. So what he's saying is go and sin no more, which means you go and you're going to heal and be repaired because you're going to become something. You're becoming something that I intended you for you to be. So we can't truly become what God wants us to be unless we find ourselves leaving the toxicity behind and pressing towards the mark of the high call. Because the low call we've been on, the low call will always have it in your life when you're around toxic people. Because it drives you lower and lower and lower. It it, it, it defames you. It comes against your identity. It comes against your personality. comes against your self-esteem. And so toxic people actually will will teach you or show you how to become what they want you to be or to become how they see you to be. You never cut down somebody you believe in. Think about that. You will never cut down somebody you believe in. You'll never put them down. You'll never be toxic to people you truly believe in and love because those people, like the Bible says of the prophecy, we edificate, edification, exhortation, and comfort, which means if prophecy edifies, strengthens, encourages, and comforts, how much more is the power of life and death in our tongue going to be that power to begin to continue to either encourage, you know, exhort or comfort, or destroy us completely. Put our put us down, bring us to a place where we're going towards the low call of basically being dirt because we've just been told that, becoming something that we really never intentionally wanted to be. And we wake up one day thinking, why do I feel like I don't want to live anymore? Why do, why do I feel like I don't have any self-esteem anymore? Why do I feel like I just can't do anything? Because you don't realize subconsciously you have locked in and you've become something you didn't want to be, but you became it because of the simple fact that someone pro- programmed or created you to be that through their words. And you gave into it. So when Jesus says, go and sin no more, he's saying, go, leave. You need to repair yourself. That's what the word means too, is go. You go, and when you leave, when you be- you'll become what you are destined to be. Why? Because you'll find yourself repairing and healing yourself because you've, leave- you've left that thing You've come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. So you've come out from among. You've left because you can't heal and repair while you're still with that person. You can't heal and repair while you're still in a situation. You can't heal and repair to even find who you are, who you're supposed to be, when you're still around the toxicity, the the, the, the poison there. So when people say, I can put up with this, no big deal, you can't. You just can't. That's not how it works. So Jesus is letting us know you got to go. In other words, you go. And here, and here's some, once again how, how it should be phrased. Repair. So if go means repair and it means heal, but it also means to become, that means that repair and sin no more. Are you with me? That means become 
and sin no more. Because if I become something of who I was meant to be, I don't want to sin anymore. Think about that. The more you find out who you are in your identity in God, then you realize chips and pieces, like chips on the shoulder, chips and pieces that have been, that have, you've attracted throughout your years of through toxicity and toxic people and situations and circumstances. Guess what molded you into something else? So now those chips and, and pieces begin to fall off of you. Why? Because you're becoming something because you're leaving the, the sin behind. You're leaving the, the limitation. You're leaving the downfall. You're leaving the, the toxic words. You're leaving that situation behind. And so you can't find yourself saying, I'm tough enough. I can repair myself. I can, I can take the heat. No, you can't. Because eventually, subconsciously, it will get to you and you will become what they intended for you to be. That's why they kept on putting you down over and over again. That's why they kept on abusing you over and over again. Because when you believe in somebody, you're going to exhort them. You'll never put them down. You never speak words of death over them because you understand the power of life and death in your tongue. You also understand the fact that if they're vulnerable enough to hang around you while while you're can put up with you while you're continuously putting them putting them down, then guess what? Before long, they're going to be able to. They're going to become what you want them to be, and they're going to destroy themselves. So you've got to look at life and realize, I don't want to be what other people want me to be in a negative way. I don't want to be involved in a situation anymore. If I'm on a job and I continuously get coming put down and put down, and let me also tell you something about a job thing. Okay, play the devil's advocate for a moment. If you're if you're doing a job and they're hard on you and rough on you, that has nothing to do with their Christian walk. Doesn't mean you're being persecuted or, or they're putting you down necessarily. Necessarily, a lot of times jobs have a lot of stress built into them. And managers and corporations and CEOs they they demand and they respect that if you work for them, they need a project done by five. They're not persecuting you. They're not putting you down. They need a job by five. They need it done by Friday. That's what you do. That's your job. It's not because you're being persecuted for the gospel's sake, you know, or you can't handle it anymore. Because what if God is using that? boss to teach you how to be prompt, be on time, and discipline yourself to be able to carry things through. So understand what true persecution is and understand what it means to truly be at a place where you're discovering the difference between being challenged in a healthy way and truly being in a toxic environment that's putting you down. If a boss says, I want this done by Friday, you know, come on, I need this done by Friday, and they pressure you, that's not putting you down. That's challenging you, actually. But if they look at you and say, you better hurry, you know, you better hurry this, you sorry, SOB, you know, you better get this done, you lazy, you know, no, 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 then that's different. That's being toxic. That's abusive right there. Because you never cross the line with a person's uh, individualism. You you, cro- you don't ever cross the line. You keep the boundary of the line of the work. When you need it done, how it needs to be done, and who should be present or who should not be present in this meeting. Those are work ethics. That has nothing to do with persecution whatsoever. Know the difference. So when you're looking at an environment of toxicity, you have to look at this and realize that this is where you're looking and saying to yourself, you know what? In order for me to repair and heal myself, I've got to leave this situation or this person. In order for me to become, and, and let me also say this before I close, and the power to become, the reason why it's so important, because every day you get sowing and reaping, you get things injected, injected in you, and you get things that you're injecting outwardly. And what that means is this, is you will always find where every day you're going to be reprogrammed, programmed, stripped or stripped down, and built up every day of your life through commercials, television shows, people, places, things, situations, circumstances. And all these things will either add to and take away every day of your life. But, what's, what, but what remains the absolute strongest in you is when you have created an environment where 
where where ninety percent of the time there's this sort of this energy, this vibration, this anointing of God, this this place where you're you're more than you know eighty um, percent, you're ninety percent of things coming life giving to you, where things are being poured into you that sort of can drown out the five percent, eight percent of the toxicity that you're you, that maybe it's around you just from everyday living. Everyday living always requires where you are creating your world and you're deciding who's going to speak into your life and by what volume. 10% or 90% or 100%. We can't truly ever get 100% because we're not in a world where life is perfect. But we can do it to where we are surrounded with people and situations that will build us up to where along the path of our day, if we cross a path to somebody or if we see something that's maybe what we call the 3% you know, within that day that might say something negative, whatever, that's going to have to be life because we live in a fallen world. And with that being said, we can also change to make sure that the rest of the 90, 90 plus percent of our day is encouraging, uplifting, strengthening, and I'm giving the same thing out in return. So you can cultivate and create a close to perfect world without being in a perfect world because no, our world is not perfect, but you can create a type of world that is healthy and almost borderline perfect for yourself, right? Because Jesus said, you know, in this life, you're going to have trials and tribulations. I mean, that's, you know, trials and tribulations are, can't be bound. You know, can't, you can't bind the devil of trials and tribulations. These things just, what Jesus meant is, look, don't get so overly spiritual on, on demons and, and, and devils. You need to realize that every day there's going to come give and take. There's going to come trials and tribulations of your life. Be a good cheer. I've already called, caused you to overcome them. So you're going to get trials and tribulations. Not the devil. Not anybody. It's just, it's just life. And life makes you. Life builds you. Life will break you to put you back together sometime. So through all of this, you have to begin to really look and examine and say, what kind of world do I have every day that I'm creating? Am I creating a world where I've learned and I'm constantly learning to walk away to become what I was meant to be the whole time? Am I walking away in order for me to repair and heal from the damage that was done five years ago or toxic relationships or whatever the case may be? Am I, am I bringing forth my day into a place of clarity where I'm constantly going away from the limitation? Or limitations in order to get into a world that is healthier for me so I can stay in a place most of the day long in a place of wholeness and constantly having myself repaired every day that's the place you should be living in every day of your life so I hope this podcast was able to help you out today I want to encourage you you know we have been selling a whole lot of my schools I have a lot of schools out but one of the schools has been really a bestseller for me it's called school of thought visualization and imagination school of thought visualization and imagination you can create uh, your day with this with this school I'll teach you how to reprogram your mind to where you're seeing what I'm what I'm seeing you're seeing how God sees you you're seeing through the eyes of God you're th you're, you're thinking thinking through the mind of the renewed mind of Christ, but you're also learning to think the thoughts because every because thoughts become things, and every day, all day long, you are creating every single day of your life. And I want to help you to get out of the mold of the deceptiveness that's been covering you up 
that's not allowing you to become what you should be. And that's why so many people I speak to all the time in my life coaching sessions are constantly saying, I'm praying all day long, I'm praying, praying, and praying, I'm binding every devil in hell. And the whole time they're doing all that, we look and we say, none of that is going to help you out one bit. None of it is. Doesn't mean prayer is not powerful, but prayer is not effective if you're not willing to have a paradigm shift in your mind to take on the mind of Christ because prayer is just speaking freely from how you're seeing a point of view. And so how you're seeing, seeing it from a certain point of view can be a wrong thought, a wrong way to think. And so you're going to keep on praying from a wrong point of view, a wrong way to think, and your prayer is not going to be answered. It's the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. Okay, so righteousness, right standing, your mind needs to be right standing into the alignment of how it should be seeing life and how it should be thinking. And that way your prayers will be effective and you'll find a lot of things in your life changing. So when that begins to happen, then and only then will you begin to look at your life and say, I got it. I got it now. My prayers are being answered. This and this and this is happening. And so my life is doing good. That's why. That's how. So I want to help you. So go to the website, identitynetwork.net. When you do, I want you to put in school of thought. Put in those three words in our search engine. School of thought. When you do, press the search button. I'm going to say we have a hard copy or you can download the entire school within minutes. I'm going to say choose a digital download if you want to. When you click on it, download it. It's called School of Thought, Visualization, and Imagination. I'm going to teach you how to seek the eyes of God that you're visual and how to imagine and dream like you're supposed to from a healthy point of view. And I'm going to teach you how to think. That way you will be able to be able able to attract the right things in your life from a right point of view of mindset from a and, and your prayer will be effective and it'll take place more and it'll be answered more and you'll find manifestation on top of manifestation every day of your life so download today's school of thought you will be glad you did and as always thank you as always for joining into this podcast with us guys we're so delighted and honored you guys are part of this and as always i always close with this end today by doing this or start your day by doing this Create what you want out of that day. Think the thoughts of God. Think healthy and think pure, but also think adventurous, but also think from an experimental point of view. What do you want to experience that day? And you start thinking that that way, and your day will bring to you great things of learning curves. Your day will bring to you honor. It'll bring to you blessing. It'll bring to you finances. It'll bring to you encouragement. It'll bring to you helping the poor. It'll It'll bring to you happy people. It'll bring to you servanthood and leadership abilities. It'll open up your day to be what you want it to be. So think about that today. Change your thoughts. Change your life. God bless you. Have a great day. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.